Good afternoon, my fellow Sith brothers and sisters, pure bloods, cultists, bounty hunters, rebel scum on the run. But most importantly, my fellow Star Wars fans, good afternoon. Terribly sorry I'm a little late recording this week. We are literally less than 12 hours away from the Book of Boba Fett finale. So going to be spending quite a bit of my discussion today with my progress on Rebels. Uh, so since I last spoke with you guys, almost two weeks now, I have managed to make it almost halfway through season three of Rebels, where I am presently. Read the Kanan Omnibus last week before I got into season two, thankfully, which I was really glad because I was slightly afraid I was going to come across some spoiler in there. Uh, and there was mention, I don't know if any of you have read this or can give me feedback on it, but they mentioned, I believe the book was called A New Dawn. Uh, that also touches on uh, Kanan and Hera. But honestly, and this is just personal opinion, I am definitely enjoying Rebels a lot more than Clone Wars. And I'm not sure if it had anything to do with the lulls that I hit in the first few seasons of Clone Wars. I'm honestly not sure if that's where it comes from. But Rebels, it just, it flows so well. And honestly, I really, and I'm not one to throw around lightly, but I really like Kanan's character. And... In the Kanan Omnibus, it touches on his beginnings, which I kind of read a little bit before I got started, but thankfully I wasn't even done with season one before I read it. But Chopper, man, Chopper is, he's definitely earned his spot in arguably, I would almost dare say, my favorite droid in the Star Wars universe because... He just he he's got his own way of doing things. I love it just especially Imperial disguise chopper, which they love to throw him in that disguise very often. I just he is a sassy little twat. <laughs> Sorry, it's the first word that came to my head. But um I just I love Chopper so much I've even considered getting a chopper in imperial disguise tattoo uh i will say i do want to fully finish rebels before i set my heart on getting anything affiliated with with rebels done but i just i really love the series and that season two finale in particular ggp you were absolutely right the season two finale is by far some of the best star wars on the big screen big or little screen but just the best visually that I've seen start to finish on Malachor Ezra working with Maul to open the holocron and just the face down between Ahsoka and Anakin aka Vader and her discovering who he is and I just it, it's phenomenal viewing and I'm really excited really enjoying my progress uh, I did finally meet Thrawn at 
the, I think he's at the very end of season two, beginning of season three, where you meet his character. And honestly, he hasn't done a whole lot to impress me yet. I don't know if it's one of those slow burn, but I have to say, you know, I'm just a little underwhelmed and disappointed because I've heard so much clout and he's got such a big following and his his character hasn't really done a whole lot. He did kind of mess around with Hera a little bit when they were on her home planet. And it just uh, I I just I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for him to impress me. Uh and you know me, I like a good I like a good Imperial heavy, but I just my my standards are a little high when it comes to that and you know, I am slightly spoiled with with what we've got out there going today you know i just i love a good villain or villain depending on who you ask so i did make one purchase this past week actually friday uh because i'm enjoying my time in rebel so much and i've taken such a liking to chopper i did purchase an imperial disguise chopper funko pop so that should be home waiting for me today super excited uh no update on the tattoos yet like i said i've got quite a few ideas floating around but um actually there were a couple characters that i really liked in this canaan omnibus one of them is only in the omnibus i don't think he actually to my knowledge he doesn't come out in rebels um but he's definitely talked about in the Kanan comics and that character the other character that I really enjoyed who's only in the comics is the separatist general no he's a cyborg which he reminds me a lot of by alert valance uh, for those of you reading the bounty hunter comics and have read target Vader he reminds me a lot of that character but general Cleve happens to also be a cyborg He's got this horned, uh, I can't even begin to describe it, uh, but he's just phenomenal character. Uh, so I guess, <laughs> I guess for what it's worth, because I'm already talking about it, I'll just roll right into my uh, review of the Kanan Omnibus. So the... Omnibus covers the 12 Kanan comics, the Kanan series, and uh, the last pad one. So it's the, the Kanan Omnibus kind of covers, it's two different sets of, I believe there's six in there. And it's a really great buy. I actually got a deal on mine. I've seen, I've seen it going for a lot more than what I paid for, and mine was brand spanking new. So series starts out with we learn Kanan's real name is Caleb Doom he was trained by Master Depa Bilaba she was in the movies you do see her and I believe you also see her in Clone Wars she was the one um uh, She's got a Indian look to her, and she does have a, um, she's got black hair that's braided back and looped around back behind her head. She does have a dot on her forehead. Uh, 
And it's crazy because I know we've seen her quite a bit in the in the movies and in the Clone Wars series. Didn't even realize that that was Kanan's master. But we kind of come to learn... And, it, and, it, and it's an interesting way to start it that Master Depa Bilaba and Kanan are on this mission and they're all make sure I'm starting off on the right one here Kanan's having flashbacks from his mission on Kelar to where he's sitting down with a couple clone troopers leading the regiment, Captain Styles and Commander Gray. They end up killing him. When Order 66 takes place, they end up killing his master and he is lucky enough to flee. She manages to buy him just enough time. A kind of closest character I can describe the guy that ends up finding him young pad one Kanan aka Caleb it reminds me a lot of Hondo and that guy's name is Janice Casimir who is a mercenary actually initially sells him out and Caleb aka Kanan ends up stealing a ship he ends up seeing this transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi warning him to stay away stay, warning all Jedi to stay away from Coruscant and of course the whole point of Caleb aka Kanan stealing Janice's ship is to go to Coruscant but he didn't necessarily... He wasn't aware Order 66 was so widespread. So seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi's warning, he ends up changing his mind. Styles and Grey end up finding him. He ends up going back to Kalar. Janice ends up capturing him. Styles and Grey are there kind of waiting for him. Janice ends up, ended up selling him out a second time to a guy named Tapisk who we will see later on in the series. Janice and Caleb end up temporarily making a truce and head to Lon on Janice's ship, the Casmiri. He sends the kid in to check on his goods. We meet a Mr. Jondo, which turns out to be a General Cleave. One of my new favorite characters that is only in these comics. Janice was trading spice with this Mr. Yondo. However, Caleb is definitely aware that this Mr. Yondo is General Cleave, so initially he panics. However, General Cleave says, you know what, we're no longer enemies. I too happen to work for a corrupt leadership. 
Commander Gray ends up finding Janice. Janice pawns off that he ditched Caleb. Caleb manages to escape with Cleave. However, Captain Stiles ends up catching up to him, knocks him out. When he comes to, he tries to reach for his for the saber that he ended up no longer carrying. So, basically, when he started to work with Janice or get in line with Janice, he kind of adopted, you know, he, he put away his Jedi robes and his lightsaber. You know, he, he definitely realized that he couldn't, he, he had to can completely conceal who he was, uh... Especially knowing that Captain Styles and Commander Gray were still out there. They could never really find out that he was still alive. However, that has all seemed to finally catch up with him as he's trying to escape with Cleave. Casimir and Cleave end up going after the kid and rescuing him. Let's see here. Commander Gray was actually the one to make the sacrifice and save him by saying he was going to make what happened. He, he kind of has this memory flashback. He remembers what he did to Billabah and Caleb. So in an effort to attempt to make somewhat make that right, he ends up taking their shields out and... Let's see. Caleb ditches them both once on Caller. Saber, Hollow, and he ends up getting a new ship thanks to Cleave called the Escape. He goes to a place called Morega and introduces himself. This is the introduction where he starts calling himself Kanan Jarrus. Flashback to whatever present day Kanan on the ghost. Their mission to Collar. He turns and looks at Hera because Hera is trying to talk to him. And you know what? Kanan's never been to Collar. So that covers the first first series the second one second one picks up with them doing a milk run and mission for supplies to Tarkin town which you all should definitely be familiar with in the series uh the series titled last padawan trying to take them to refugees on lethal guy by the name of gamut key stops them who happens to be the provincial governor and basically asked to search the ship. Present day Kanan is extremely grateful because Kanan obviously recognizes who Gamut Key is. However, Gamut Key did not recognize Kanan, at least not yet anyways. The crates that they go to pick up happen to be empty So, Gamut Key ends up leaving, taking them to a place called Plateau City. Kanan is very nervous walking around here. 
they think the person who sold them out on these now empty supply crates is a, is Janice, one in the same from the first series. They end up splitting up and Kanan goes with Chopper. Kanan ends up encountering Tapisk, who surprises him as Tapisk knives Kanan in the shoulder. Suggests an alliance. Hera and Co. three minutes away, Kanan falls over. Kanan now in a Bacta tank has another flashback to his initiate trials at the Jedi Temple. He passed his trials along with two others. The two other Padawans who were with him that passed the trials kept telling him that Billabah was damaged goods to stay away from her. How when she faced General Grievous, her command, she lost 90% casualties. Temple comes under attack. Beginnings, uh, beginnings of orders. Let's see. Temple under attack. Caleb helps save her. And and she ends up making the decision to make Kanan uh, her Padawan. Kanan forges his kyber and lightsaber and goes on his first mission with her to a place called Cardoa. With her new battalion led by a Captain Styles and Commander Gray. On collar, Tapisk gave intel that led to where Kanan and them were hiding. Flashback to Cardoa Bilaba spending six months in a coma. Their mission on Cardoa was solely to confirm Separatist presence on Cardoa. Cleave, watching them the whole time, sends a probe droid. He was the first one who wiped out... Or, excuse me. He was the one who wiped out Bilaba's first division and almost killed her on a place called Haroon Kal. Cleave says no to Grievous. His orders from Dooku are to head to Kylar. However, Grievous is slated to go to a place called Mygito. Gentleman by the name of Colonel Seer doesn't agree with leaving even a damaged Jedi alive and decides to go after Bilibo. All of this happens to be a trap. Caleb ends up getting shot. Caleb, a.k.a. Kanan, gets shot. survives, saved by a clone trooper by the name of 1157, eventually later codenamed Stance. Their next assignment to a place called Mygito, where Grievous happens to be. Now Grievous is after her. Their mission on Mygito, clear droids off the southern mesas. They end up landing in the middle of the third Mygito battle. 
trapped a male Mandalorian, which I am now familiar with with where I'm at in Rebels, Fen Rao, and Skull Squadron help them out while awaiting extraction. Back to base, attacked again. Stance ends up dying while trying to help save Caleb, a.k.a. Kanan. Grievous and Master Bilaba have this huge face down. Colonel Seer faces off against Caleb. Caleb gets upset. Excuse me. Caleb gets very upset after Stance dies. Sears gets killed. Turns out to be Caleb's first kill. Flashing back to Kanan in the back to tank, still on Caller. Kanan and Ezra. Now on Kalor, present day, ghost crew to Lothal. They are traveling, Kanan and Ezra traveling with Gamut Key to help an old friend, Morfizo, his oldest friend. They arrive and find his wife only, Morfizia, and their kids. Morfizo was taken to Lon by the Empire. They go to rescue him. Sends the wife and kids to Caller with their new ideas. Hides his ship, the Escape. Once they get to Lon, they stake out an outpost. Ezra's the diversion. Captain Sloan stops Kanan's escape, now a vice admiral. Was one of the kids I think he knew during his training. They escape. Inquisitor shows up to question Sloan. Back on collar, Morphizio's family's reunited in the sh and ship safe to Lothal. Ezra helped out. Come to find out, Ezra makes a comment about being helped by this guy on the street. Turns out that the guy that helped him was this guy named Janice. Same Janice who helped a very young Kanan. The comic ends, Cleve, or excuse me, Janice is telling Cleve about this kid that he met and how he helped him because it reminded him a lot of a guy that he used to know. Come to connect the dots, of course, I don't know if Kanan ever found out about it, but Janice ended up helping out his Padawan, so kind of comes full circle. And that is my notes from the Kanan Omnibus. Very fast-moving, very quick-paced series, just like the TV show. I really, like I said, really enjoying my time with Rebels. Hope you all enjoyed the comic review. I'm going to go ahead and pause up and get us reset for some Chapter 6 Book of Boba Fett review. So sit tight. Alright guys, so we're going to go over the Chapter 6 book of boba fett episode so please i would like to think all of you have hopefully seen it by now finale comes out tomorrow but in case you haven't again if you have not watched or seen episode six already you might want to pause and pick back up after you've watched so chapter six book of boba fett 
titled From the Desert Comes a Stranger. We see a group of pikes. And Cobb Vance comes up on them, asks them what's in the case. He ends up letting one of them go and keeps the credits. We see Din flying and landing on this, I don't want to say island, it definitely... From everything that I've seen, read, and heard, it wasn't Octu, but it just it gave me Octu vibes. And we see R2's radar. We see these androids building temple. It looks very similar. Again, don't think it's the same temple we see in Episode 8, The Last Jedi on Octu, the one that Yoda sets ablaze. But again, it just this whole this whole part just definitely gave me sequel vibes and I really appreciated the nods or at least what I felt was nods to the sequels. Um, R2 takes Din to this open area and this bench and ends up cutting himself off. Din just kind of sitting around just, you know, kind of like, okay, I guess somebody's coming. We see Grogu and Luke meditating somewhere further on the island, wherever they're at. He tries to get Grogu to focus and concentrate, but Grogu, obviously thinking with his stomach, tries to eat a frog. <laughs> Luke calls him out, drops the frog, and Luke force. Um, uses the force to pull up all the frogs from the pond or lake, whatever they're sitting around. Luke makes a comment to Grogu that you remind me of Yoda. How he used to say all the time, size matters not. He starts asking Grogu some questions about, you know, do you remember... Um, do you remember where you came from? Do you remember? Starts asking him questions that obviously it seems like Grogu's kind of blocked out of his mind. And Luke says he's going to help you remember. We see flashbacks to Order 66 and three Jedis standing in front of him trying to fend off the clone troopers. And Luke tells Grogu that he's going to teach him to help protect himself. Then we get to finally see Ahsoka comes up to Luke and tells, tells her that Grogu's going to be his first student at his new school. Or excuse me. Not, a uh, crap. I misread my notes. Ahsoka comes up to Din, who's been kind of sitting around chilling. Ahsoka tells Din that Grogu is going to be Luke's first student. He gives her the little package he has and says it's Mandalorian armor, that it's his, it's, it's his right, that he was a Mandalorian foundling. Ahsoka 
does proceed to tell, kind of delivers him some tough news and just basically is telling him how, how Grogu had a really hard time separating from him and that she really thinks if Din wants what's best for him, you know, just to let her deliver the present for him. You can see Din really struggling with this because he really wants to see Grogu. And you can kind of see them off in the distance sitting near this tree. And, you know, obviously he's right there. But he just, he finally realizes, you know what, maybe Ahsoka's right. He gives her the little present. And we see Luke and Grogu watching the starfighter take off. As Luke and Grogu continue their training, now he's teaching Grogu to balance on one one leg. And then we see him learning and watching Luke fight with his saber. We see this we see the training ball, I guess for whatever you want to call it. We see the little training ball or remote from a new hope that Luke the same one Luke trained with of course Grogu at first struggles with it and then finally once he learns how to how it works he ends up breaking it <laughs> Ahsoka comes up to Luke telling Luke that you know, obviously Luke, Luke knew that the Mandalorian came by. And, you know, just, you know, questioning how Grogu's going to do. And Ahsoka tells him to trust your instincts like your father. Ahsoka gives Luke Din's gift for Grogu. And then we see her leave. Next, we see Din flying to Boba's palace on Mos Espa. He's greeted by one of the Gamorreans. We see Black, Kersantan, and Din. We see everybody here. BK and Din being the experienced muscle now that they are able to be enforcers. Kind of see off in the distance, which was really cool. We saw we see a sand crawler with the skull of the crate dragon that we saw in season two Mandalorian kind of strapped on top of it. that was pretty funny. Din ends up going to an approaching Cobb Vanth saying that, you know, they're good fighters and he could really use him to lead a garrison for the fight that's coming. Vanth has a little bit of reluctance because obviously it's not their fight. They've, you know, he kind of, you know, he's given them a little bit of, you know, our, we've kind of seen, we've seen and done our part. You know, now we just kind of want, you know, uh, I just, this is really not really our fight. You know, the fight's not really coming through here. And Din brings up, you know, the spice running through. Din offers to buy him a drink. And, of course, the bartender mentions that, it's called most Pel excuse me most Pelgo is now called Freetown that it's been renamed Din ends up leaving 
and Cobb Vanth basically looks at the bartender and says, "Rally the people for a, excuse me, rally people for a meeting." All of a sudden, you see a I don't want to say cloak's not the word I'm looking for. You see kind of this western off in the distance. You see this long black jacket and this black hat coming towards the middle of most Pelgo. Cobb Vanth and his right hand, I guess, I guess he was the sheriff, kind of staring off, trying to identify this visitor. This cloaked visitor, once he lifts his head, we can very clearly see that this is finally one of the rumored faces a lot of us, I'm sure, hope to see. Cad Bane. It was a big, very big moment seeing him in live action, finally. He basically tells Cobb Vanth that, you know, if he's approached, that we'll match what Boba Fett's paying if you stay put and let this play out. Says that Boba Fett was a cold-blooded killer who used to work for the Empire and that Tatooine is closed for business. And kind of starts making fun of him a little bit, saying he should have never given up his armor. He's not very tough without his armor. We see this tense face-off between the two of them. Cobb Vanth obviously gets shot and killed. Well, presume he gets killed. Tatooine belongs to this syndicate now. And he says the spice keeps... He tells the uh, sheriff guy... That as long as the spice keeps running through here, everyone here will be left alone. Going to Garza Whip's Cantina, the sanctuary, we see a couple of pikes walk into there carrying this little case. She's kind of staring off at him a little bit. Her two servants go up to him asking if, you know, can we take your helmets and clean them? They obviously dismiss them. And she's got this just this very uneasy feeling with them being in there. Kind of takes her eye off him, I guess, for a split second. We see the, the two pikes leave in the droid hollers. Garza watching very closely and then all of a sudden we see the sanctuary go up in flames. Basically this case that the two pikes brought in there was obviously a bomb. Finishing off the episode we see Luke and Grogu now sitting in the completed temple. He tells Grogu he has a gift from the Mandalorian opens it up which initially because it was shaped like Grogu's head I think some of us thought maybe it was a Mandalorian helmet for Grogu in a way but we actually find out it is this it looks like a chainmail top but it's obviously it's made of Beskar it's something to help protect Grogu 
And Luke presents him with a choice. He puts the Mando's gift uh, on one side and then he pulls out. This was really neat. A lightsaber. Turns out that it was Yoda's. And basically the two decisions before him. If he chooses the lightsaber, he will become the fir his first student and trained to become a Jedi. And he will no longer be able to see the Mandalorian again. If he chooses the Mandalorian's gift, he may return to his friend and pretty much forsake this path with his training. And that's how the episode ends is what Grogu's going to choose. And that is Chapter 6, Book of Boba Fett. Again, a really strong episode. However, again, the only knock, like I gave it last week, is just, it's just the lack of Boba Fett. I think just simply because it's supposed to be Boba Fett series. And now he's kind of taken a back seat in his own series. I do like the connective tissue between the Mandalorian. Between the other series that are supposed to be coming out later this year. Obviously this is hopefully going to spring off of Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. Mando season 3 is coming which... I guess in a way too that's kind of my other critique. My my concern is depending on how the finale goes tomorrow, just how much of season 3 we're seeing of Mando. Hoping that they don't, you know, it's very quickly turning into Mando season 3 vibes here because obviously Din Dinjarin and Grogu are now and of course Grogu training with Luke and Ahsoka popping in and R2 you know they're they're definitely now have become the stars of the series so i'm really anxious to see and somewhat mindful of just exactly how they're going to tie all this up tomorrow so we shall definitely see please as always if you could don't forget to like comment subscribe or share if you have any friends who are star wars fans Please tell them to come check me out. As always, you know me. This is a no frills Star Wars podcast. A little one Sith operation here. Just talking about the things that I like talking about when it comes to our favorite galaxy. Star Wars toys, the tattoos, and... Anything that I may be reading or anything, obviously, that's going on on TV. So, hopefully, next episode, I'll be able to somewhat wrap up Rebels for you guys. Like I said, I've only got a season and a half left of that. And then, of course, finish up the Book of Boba Fett. Talk about the finale next week. So, please, as always, thank you all so much for your support. Really greatly appreciate it. And until next time, my friends, may the force be with you.